You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. Hello, hello, hello. This is Aaron Harks with the Mistress of None. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, I guess. That's what's happening. Um, for those of you that celebrate, I, um, I never know if I'm celebrating until that day. If I wake up and there happens to be something there for me, great. If not, oh well. Um, I don't know. It doesn't really matter that much to me anymore, I guess. Um, I've been married now for over two years. Uh, we've been together for almost 12. And um, I don't know. I always found it kind of funny. I tried never to put, I don't try to put a lot of stock into any holidays, if I'm being honest. I feel like when you set yourself up for expectations with certain days, you're just basically planning some sort of resentment. And I try to do that with all holidays, whether it's Valentine's Day or a real holiday, like, you know, Christmas or Thanksgiving. I think it's tough sometimes uh, people want them to be so special and I can understand that. But I feel like if you just take a step back and just relax a little bit, you can still have a really nice time. And again, not put that pressure on yourself to fail. You're setting yourself up to fail, essentially, is what I'm trying to get at. Um, for me, it's always been weird because, not always been weird, but it's been weird uh, the past few years because we had um, a death in the family. I don't, for those of you that don't know, um, my sister passed about 15 years ago. And the first year it was like, oh, we have to do all these things to make sure that it's this and that. But we already knew that we were going to be sad. And then like the following year, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, they were both, you know, still melancholy. And since then, like we've lost a lot of other people that we usually spend at least like Thanksgiving with. Or Christmas was more of a nuclear family thing and Thanksgiving was always like the extended family. And um, some people just get, you know, worked up trying to recreate Something that you can't recreate once people have left, once people are gone. And so I just try to treat it like any other day. And honestly, it's been working for me. Like we still get together. We still do things. But, you know, traditions change. We get older. Our lives change. You know, people get married. They have kids. They break up. They go through things. You gotta just roll with the punches. Uh, Valentine's Day, though, has always made me laugh a little bit because I made a post last year, which I should probably share again this year. I made a little TikTok and it was actually my most popular one that I've ever made, uh, which I don't know. I never get what works and what doesn't, but I was excited about this. I was getting ready to go play at a, um, a retirement community or a nursing home or whatever the hell they call them. And I was thinking about I was like, oh, well, this is a great Valentine's Day, you know, and laughed to myself. And I thought about how many terrible Valentine's Days that I had. And so I just started like one by one remembering them as I was getting ready for the gig. And it's, it was pretty funny. I'll have to definitely share that so you can see what I did. And um, I got, uh, it got some good feedback. It was pretty funny, but I also got trolled, <laughs> of course. And that's how, honestly, that's a bittersweet, that's a double-edged sword. If you get trolled, that's how you kind of know you're making it. When complete strangers come after you for something that has no effect on them whatsoever. 
And this one guy in particular is because I talked twice in this about people that I've had relationships with in the past that were already in relationships with other people. And I wasn't saying it proudly. I wasn't talking about it like that's something that I'm, you know, particularly proud of that part of my life. Um, but it was just somebody kind of said, like, that's what you get for for being that. What is that? Is that cucking? Is that what people say when they say you've been cuckolded? Uh, I wasn't always a good person. I'm not like a great person now, but I don't I don't have relationships with people that are married anymore. So I got that going for me. Probably because I am married now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've just I've come a long way. Um being sober definitely helps. You have a little more self-respect and a little more respect for others. I do anyway. I can't speak for everybody, but um, yeah, I'll share that that clip again because it was a funny little journey of all. The worst was, of course, interesting, and we're coming full circle here, was I spent a Valentine's Day at my grandfather's funeral. So, you know, like what does Valentine's Day mean to me anymore? It's not about like chocolates and cards and flowers and stuff like that. Let's just get through it. So stupid. Anyway. That's really all I have today. Um, I hope that if you love Valentine's Day, then it's great for you. And if you don't, you know, don't yuck other people's yum. If some people like it, some people don't. Just, you know, stick with what matters to you and mind your own business. Um, today's show, we have a very special guest, um, a friend of mine, Kyla Schmidt. Um, Kyla and I met years ago. Because uh, we were both singing with a local band uh, that doesn't need to be mentioned. And um, it's a band with many, many artists in the, and they circle, cycle them out um, like a database kind of thing. But that was how we met. Um, but she has a beautiful voice. And then I've just, we've just, you know, kind of become friendly and at least, you know, tangently through social media. And I watched uh, some things that she was doing and I started saw that she started this nonprofit organization and it really impressed me and although it's not under the other topics that I usually cover I thought it might be nice to just sit and have a chat with her and boy was I right we had a really great talk and um, I hope that you like the interview uh, thanks for tuning in to Mistress of None this is Aaron Harks and we'll be right back with Kyla Schmidt you're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. Welcome to the Mistress of None. This is Aaron Harks. I am sitting with Kyla Schmidt today of Mom Starts Here. That's right. That's How are me. you? I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. We are in your office today. We uh, are. Little backstory. Kyla and I know each other because we're both fantastic singers. I mean, I'm speaking... You know, for myself, but uh, really great. That was the connection that we made, and we also, of course, you know, it's Albany, so we know people. Everybody knows everybody else. But yep. lately, I've been noticing that you've been popping up uh, with this new endeavor, and I would love to talk to you a little bit more about that. So yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, mom starts here. Tell me. Yeah. So we're eight years old. Actually, this month we turned eight. Which makes me feel old. No. Because that's wild, right? But for the first four years, it was very much like me. I like after work, going to people's houses, dropping off stuff and like 
helping them work through life planning and yeah. just like doing like case management on the side, right? And then COVID happened and the need really rose and I had really felt like it was time to stop working full time. I felt like God was like, you're not going back after maternity leave. And so after I had my middle child, I didn't go back. And then COVID happened like two months later and all hell broke loose and everybody needed diapers and everybody needed clothes and, and nobody could leave their house. So I was like, okay, well, let's do it. So like it was the first time we'd gotten really any grants. Like I was just doing it with like random donations for the first, you know, whatever years. And so we got some money and I was shipping out diapers on Amazon and just like, you know, doing the thing. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but like it turned into like everything that it was, right? Like working one-on-one -on -one with families to now working with way more families, but just the scale changed. And then we ended up moving into this office so we could have people come to us like post COVID. And then it's changed a billion times since then and really grew. Now we're a staff of four full-time people, which is pretty dope. That's amazing. Like yeah. I knew I was going to be impressed with the story, but like not even remotely this much. That is yeah, so amazing. Cool. That's so, this was like, just like your brainchild, like eight years ago. And to be fair, eight years ago was not that long ago. Cause like the last four don't count have only been like four months. <laughs> right. Right. I keep like somebody said like 2018 and they were like six, so yesterday. six years. I was like, shut, shut up. <laughs> like yeah. not processing this time. So no, eight years is that's, that's brilliant though. I can't like, this is amazing to see that you've grown into this and it's a live running like business now. It was just something that's cool. that started that you just wanted to help people. And th that's just so amazing to me. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Um, my, oldest child will be 12 in a couple months wow. which mind-blowing but I was 19 when I had him and so like that's kind of how all this started was me having like a little portion of that experience of like being a low-income single mom mm -hmm. it was a blip for me like it really was it was very short-lived and I got a little taste of how hard it was and then I realized wait there are people that like don't have half of the resources internally or externally or community wise that I have that like I can't even imagine so like if I've seen these gaps why don't I start to try and fill some of them if I can and that was really how it started wow yeah well, you're definitely like one of the most selfless people that I've interviewed so far, because it's normally been like comedians and musicians, and you know we're all a bunch of self selfish assholes. So it's like I don't know how to, I don't even know how to talk to you. You're like doing nice things for other people. I'm like, oh well, I uh, nobody's really that nice though. I held know? the door for well, somebody yesterday. Does 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 that count? No, I mean, yeah, I feel like we're all. You know, we all suck. Well, sure, all sure. <laughs> but I just like no. I I always I'm always in awe of a lot of nonprofits, uh, especially ones that I see are so grassroots and and so local. And I mean, you're tangible to me because I know who you are. And so, like that would be one that I would be more apt to want to help out as opposed to some of these bigger ones, which maybe started like this right but then have blown up and then like you just see a lot of these organizations with such ridiculous overhead and i'm not saying that the people that are doing this should not be paid that it's not what i'm saying right. but like you see some ceos that are like, making wait a like, six figures yeah. for like i went 
the first time that I ever got like co- completely grossed out by it, I was working um, as a temp at this one place and I got invited to this thing after work. They were like, oh, it's a it's a gala or something like that. But we have an extra ticket. Do you want to go? And I was like, OK. And I can't remember what it was. I wish I could. It was like over 20 years ago. But I was like, what is what is this for? And they were like, oh, it's just like an award celebration for the work that we've done this year. And it was at Franklin's Plaza. Mm-hmm. It was like a four course meal. There were like open bar. And I was like, is this how is this we a con- wedding? Is this how we congratulate ourselves for like So there's like okay. Part of it is the history of philanthropy. So the roots are deep. Walk me through it. Okay. I can't do that. I'm not qualified to do that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to hear your perspective so, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those things, right? Like it's like a tangled knot, and then the more you unravel it it becomes clearer but it also becomes harder to fix it's not like the nonprofit industry is largely dependent on the generosity and philanthropic giving of the community like that's how it's designed to be set up but it serves a legitimate function like any for-profit business does but doesn't have the same ability to generate revenue yeah right so then it creates this fundraising culture part of which is the galas because it's about oh let's have all the wealthy people in our community come out and eat a good meal and be treated well and get the recognition and the awards so that they can then generate this like legacy kind of thing yeah and it was basically catered toward getting the money that they needed to keep the lights on but it's morphed over time sure to something that is kind of weird and icky yeah, I understand that. Like, yeah. I know. But this was just, like, internal? Like, let's just have a party? Yes, this just seemed more... And, like, why was I there? I didn't fucking do shit for this benefit. <laughs> like... They had a ticket. They had a ticket. And yeah. I was like, what? Like, it didn't... It just... It didn't like, this isn't right. <laughs> and with what I drank that night... I mean, I'm sober now, but with what I drank that night, they definitely... I mean, I don't even know if they're still active anymore. Like... <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'll take care of this. You seem to have some extra money. I got it. Don't worry. I was like, you sure this is all for free? No, it's, so we did our first <laughs> we did our first fundraiser um, event last year, and I was kind of conflicted about it because, like, there's a lot of frustration in the nonprofit community and the fundraising community, like the, you know, foundations and the charitable whatever, you know. They're like, we don't want the gals anymore. And it's like, okay. Well, can we just have the money? And like, we'll see. Right. Uh, So it's like, if you don't create a point in time to generate excitement around your mission and do the work of like getting sponsorships and, you know, filling tables and all that stuff, sometimes, you know, the attention on the organization falls to the wayside. So there's this pressure to create a moment in time to generate support, but it's freaking expensive. I was like, this is a wedding. This is throwing a wedding. I'm picking linens. I'm doing a DJ. I'm like, this is wild. Of course, it didn't cost as much as my wedding, but like all the details, I was like, this is a lot that's pulling away from what we could be doing. And all that said, we got as many things for free as possible. We did it like oh, yeah. as low cost, as low, you know, because some people don't. Some people are just like, let's have this big party and like it costs what it costs. We just have to sell the tickets. But it's a whole weird thing. And there is a lot of ick to it. So it's trying to like play along well enough to keep the lights on, but not deviate too much from like the reason you're doing yeah. the things and i get doing. you have to spend money to make money and i also right. know if i'm correct i believe that some organizations do get grants and they have to spend a certain amount so there have been times where like i have been paid to do a benefit right 
And they're like, and I'm like, but, and they're like, no, we have, right, we have money for it. allocated yeah. that's supposed to go to that. And then I'm like, okay. Right. But I am always, whenever people are like, oh, that was such a nice thing you did. I'm like, no, bitch, I got paid. Right. Like I'm very upfront about it Yeah. because I know other people, there's one person in particular, I'm not spilling the tea, but like they told me early on in my career, they said, never work for free. All of these organizations have money. And I was like, that's gross. First of all, like you just grossed me right out. But um, then I would- It's not, not true though. I know, but then I would see him at like, you know, this like breast cancer benefit that right. he was emceeing. I think he, the difference like, is- oh, what a good guy. Right. And I'm like, no, no he's getting fucking he's getting paid. paid. Yeah. So I did, uh, I had a gig- last year for the um humane society at that huge crazy what's the venue in albany by like pearl street it's got the lights on the ceiling oh uh state street the 90 state or 60 state no oh right around the corner though kenmore no oh it's gonna drive me crazy whatever we should know this we should (laughs) well so i'm like I got the gig and I was like, okay, I can do this because this is animals and not people. If yeah. it were people, then I'd probably know a lot of the people in the room and they'd be like, why is she? Yeah. <laughs> I just had a meeting with her on, you know, last week. Why is she the singer at this event? <laughs> but I'm like, we don't intersect in the nonprofit world. Animals and people are kind of two different All buckets. Right. So, right. like, but if it was like the YWCA or like, you know what I mean? Unity House, they'd be like, is that Kyla? <laughs> but what, what would your concern be? It would just be weird. It's like a weird switching of hats. Huh. I, for me, it's very weird because nobody in the nonprofit world knows that I sing. And most why people not? in the music world don't know that I, you know, am involved in this. Well, why don't they know that you sing? They just you don't have intersect. a beautiful voice. Well, thank you. But you know so what I mean? So you're not it like me. Weird. Like I tell everybody I meet what I do all the time. It's like it's before it comes before my name and why I'm here. I just <laughs> no, I'm kind of weird about it. Like not I on guess, purpose. Well, I just don't. Time, so. Yeah, exactly. I do it on the side. It's like, you know whatever if you know you know but I, I guess I wouldn't have like not taken the gig it just would have been weird for me sure to feel like I could be one of the people attending or I could be in the band you know today I'm in the band maybe next year I'll be at I the think table. that I think that would be cool though it I is think that cool, they would look up and be like what the f-? yeah like, I think that's awesome which has happened I have like sung at weddings that like you know people that knew me from the community were like <laughs> yeah, I guess people only really doing? know me as somebody who performs, so they're not right. generally surprised right. to see me there. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't have done it. It just would have been like a weird surprise. Yeah, I was right. like, I'm glad that's animals. I'm not going to know anybody here. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I would have been like, whenever I like, uh, I'm like, you know, I, whenever I'm trying to raise money for something, I feel like I'm like panhandling and then, you know, next thing you know, like somebody sees me out at dinner or something. Like that's my weird guilt thing. I'm like... <laughs> This is my own money. (laughs) I earned this. Yes. Yeah. Because there is a, like an element of, you know, I'm, I feel like I can be very shady, but it's always for a good cause. (laughs) You know, like somebody will be like, we can't get back. And I'm like, I got this. Hold on. Like, you know, and I just do some shady shit, but it's to raise like hundreds of dollars for somebody, you know? It's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe we need you. You know what? You should you should come do that for us. That'd be great. You could be out there fundraising the Aaron Harks way, and just you know, I'm I'm be as shady as you need to. Yeah, well, I'm permission granting doing like uh like picking people up by the ankles and shaking right. them out kind of thing. Yeah. Do yeah. you care about babies or not? <laughs> like you know, just you were a baby once, right? 
Yeah, that should be That's enough. That's my tactic. Yeah, I, I like have to it. strong arm some people. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I've actually gotten into the uh, event planning a little bit, and I have been offering Ooh. my services to, because you were talking about all the work that it went in. Yeah. But I've been offering a heavily reduced rate to nonprofits that are Love good that. nonprofits so that I can help them arrange a gala, maybe even perform at the gala. Girl. That is like all that I like that. Yeah, but like you're, be- you're wearing your hats and you're switching them real smooth. Well, I'm like <laughs> my other hat is way over there. Nobody talk to me while I go put You've it got on. Like tape, Don't even look at tape me. down the middle of right. you. Yeah. <laughs> no, because every time because it's funny because I'll go do like comedy somewhere and I see that they have this other area and I'm like, do you guys do music? And I'm like, hold on one second. Like, I'll get my right other there. card. Yeah, or like vice versa. Like when I play music somewhere, I was playing at this one place and I never even knew they had this back room. And I like was like. Is that a mic stand? I'm like, I'm doing, I have to do comedy over there. Yeah. You have to let me do comedy over there. That's the perfect, like that's how my brain, I'm like in, yeah. in the middle of a song and I'm like, all right, I'll do uh, Wednesday. At a, you know, yep. like I just I immediately that. move into the next thing. I like that though. But I think it, it's smooth and it, it works. Yeah. But the event planning came out of necessity because I was. Seeing problems. Yes. You're like, this could be done better. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Here's my card. I like that. I mean, I would be at a wedding because, okay, we've both sung at weddings quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, when you are the leader of the wedding, for some reason... <laughs> you then become somehow in charge of the whole schedule. <laughs> because, well, when you're a boss bitch... Right. They're like, like, it's time to cut the cake. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, we need you to do. And I'm like, well, that's not my fucking job, but I'll do it, you know, because it needs to get done because I want the couple to have a nice time. Right. Like, we need to move this along or you're not going to have a band. Like, yeah. Uncle whoever can't have a 40 minute speech. No, I'll let him have a 40 minute speech. Because you get to sit down. But I'm just saying, (laughs) you can't help but like warn, at least warn the event planner, like, the wedding's running out of time. Yeah. <laughs> like, they oh, haven't yeah. danced. We should probably, you know. Well, like, the last one I did, I had to kind of start to move things along because they were like, because people were complaining that we weren't playing yet. Right. And I they was like. They look at you like lazy band. I go, yeah. they haven't eaten yet. We're not going to play until the bride and groom have eaten. Like, that is just, yeah. we're not wasting all of this energy while they can't even get up and dance. Right. Like, we've already addressed that with the bride and groom. But now Drunk Uncle is like, when are you guys going to fucking play? I'm like, I don't work for you, pal. And, Dunkle. And back off. Drunk Uncle. Drunk Uncle, The yeah. Dunkle. But it like was it. like, yeah, after a little while, I was like, all right, let's fucking get the show on the road. Come on. Like, we got to we gotta go. At some point, Before yeah. my guys start eyeing the open bar. That's, right. you know, we got to. Yeah, we don't want <laughs> to lose the band. <laughs> Give him a Sprite. Yeah. Um, man. So how often are you singing these days then? I don't know, Erin. I mean, uh, randomly. I and, do and it like, care. I just do kind of do it to keep my toe in it. Well, a couple years ago, I really wanted a new countertop. I wanted to replace the countertop in my kitchen. So I did a lot of gigs. Okay. But then I was like, okay, countertop done, gigs done. I respect that. I don't know. It's become that where it's like, do I have a reason to put some extra money together Okay, cool. I'll go do it. And also, like, even if I don't, I mean, extra money is always good, right? Sure. But if I'm not, I'm not like saving for something specific. I'll pick up some gigs because I don't want to like lose it. I don't want to like that's yep. get weird and have a year go by and then be like nervous and like, oh no, no, I have to go perform, right? Yeah. So that's my old man voice. Oh no, I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so. Rusty. I want you to. Yeah, yeah. You can't sing at my wedding. <laughs> 
Um, no, I've done you're, the same, you're too rusty. The Sit same down. thing with like I, I stopped doing like the solo acoustic cover gigs, and now whenever I pick up my guitar, like, I'm like I don't. I don't know how to fucking play this thing. Like my fingers hurt. I'm like, what's going on? Right. But I'm you like, gotta keep your toe in it. Yeah, but I'm also yourself. like worth it because I hated those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like a dinner music kind of thing, right? Not, or no? Not dinner music. Just like top forty covers while oh, people yeah. fucking screamed at TVs and played on their cell phones. And I think during the pandemic, I just went through this. Like, I need attention i need your fucking undivided attention look at me yeah especially with comedy <laughs> comedy you just need it for the show to work right music not as much but like maybe you got used to like the undivided attention and you're like that's it whether i'm telling a joke or singing i still want you to look at me i think i just figured it out yeah. i think that might be it i think the comedy just felt so good that i was like mm -hmm. why aren't you paying attention to me it was more about like competing with the sound of like cell phones and shit yeah. like that like why are you playing a video on your phone when i'm actively entertaining uh, yeah. you well and because people don't have the attention span anymore to be able to like right give you their attention I, if their phone is there. <laughs> I played a song one time that I said was on an album of mine. And I said, and we had a bagpiper on that track. And I said, if you're ever looking it up, I was like, the band was called Or and More. It was a really cool compilation. We did some shows. There's some stuff on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. And I go into the song. And all of a sudden, I hear this faint sound of bagpipes. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> And somebody was watching one of the videos on their, and I'm like, okay, like <laughs> technically you're watching a video of me, so thank you, but also I'm right here. Stop it! <laughs> but like the logic of that is so skewed, right? <laughs> like I literally have you right in front of me, but I'd rather watch something that you did live before on my phone. <laughs> These are the people that record fireworks, okay? <laughs> That's Literally. the people that we're dealing with because you'd rather watch it on a fucking six inch box later than in the sky right and now. be present for it. And your videos are always shit. Stop doing it. We're not watching them on your page. Okay, so we need to coin a term because it's not FOMO because you are missing out. It's like fear of future missing, missing out. out. Right, ammo. But it's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not FOMO. You have ammo. But also like. You want the memory in the future FOMO. so that if you are missing out later, later. <laughs> that's it. That's really it. Oh, I was hosting this one comedy show and it was a very big name coming through. And I said, keep your fucking cell phones away. I was like, he could be working on new material. It's rude. I go yeah. also be present in the show. And I go, and furthermore, I was like, I go, if you need to prove to somebody that you were here, have them message me. I'll vouch for you. Put your fucking phones away. Like, there you go. stop it. Like, why? Why do you want to watch that later? Right. Like this. And also, you're not going to. That's the crazy thing. Like, you're literally never going to watch that. Yeah. Who's going to sit there and be like, oh, having trouble falling asleep? Let me watch those fireworks from last year. Yeah. You no. Know, <laughs> not going to like. This was awesome. Right? <laughs> I will tape like a like a little bit of concerts here and there because I will watch it later. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, I went to see Rage Against the Machine at Madison Square Garden. Nice. And I thought my husband was going to rage against the guy in front of us because he just had his phone, phone up the entire time. And it's like, stop it. Yeah. You're never going to watch those. There's no way. Especially Have you ever a band watched like that. Like, go fucking thrash around. Hey, Rick. <laughs> Get in there. Put your fucking you phone away. That's the machine. We're raging against it. 
just leave. You don't get it. Uh. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> the kinds of videos that we watch back are never the videos that have to do with like whatever whatever you're recording that you're actually missing out on in real time that's not the stuff you watch back you watch your kids saying something goofy or you go on tiktok and watch somebody else's content you're never gonna watch like no you know like i just went to new york city with my sister-in-law went like a little girl's day trip it was a lot of fun there were like street performers and it was cool i recorded like two minutes of it haven't watched it never gonna watch it because at some point i realized i'm never gonna watch this and i just put my phone away because i'm like waiting for them to do a backflip and then I'm like wait I'm when am I ever gonna sit down and be like oh you know what I want to do over everything else yeah watch that again <laughs> like yeah because we have so much free time right you and I, to just watch just watch old videos. New York City street performers and fireworks and fireworks rage against the machine every time fire. do you want to watch some yeah, yeah that's a good <laughs> wow Ooh, yeah <laughs> I am, um, well, especially because for me, I don't get to go to concerts very often because my job is at night. Right. And it's got to be somebody that I really adore for me to take a night off because it's expensive for right. me to take a night off. I yeah. don't have fucking sick leave, you know? Right. And so the concerts that I do go to, like, <clears throat> I will take a little, I, just because I'm not, you know, I'm not bashing everybody i will take a little snippet here and there right she to enjoy you're trying later. to get ahead of it you're like if yeah. someone sees me at a concert with like, my phone they're gonna bitch, be like i saw like, you at ski right or, uh, like <laughs> fucking nickel creek right it's okay to take videos i think it's about like not doing it the whole time the whole time or at least like while you're doing it being like yeah i'm gonna watch this later yeah and not just being like oh no Something yeah. cool is happening. I, I have want, to record it I want all the to time. be in the moment. Like, I mean, the bands that I go see, the musicians that I go see, like, I want to have this connection. I've taken right. the night off. I've probably driven a great distance. Yeah. I've spent money. I love this person. Like, and I don't fuck around either. Like, when I go to see somebody, I get, like, front row. Like, yep. I don't mess around. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit far fucking away where they're all washed out by yeah, the light. Yeah. Like, no. Well, but you also know what it's like to be on the other side, and you're probably one of the only people in the room that like truly appreciates what they're doing, to the degree, you know, that you do. You're like, this takes a lot. This is important. This matters. Like, I'm here. I'm tuning in. Yeah, yeah. But also, while we're discussing concert etiquette, don't clap along unless you have been through. Don't clap along unless you're black. Okay, (laughs) that's the rule. First of all, because I'm so tired. That's it. I can't say that. I can. But I can clap, right? You can clap. Okay. You either have to be black or a musician. Thank all right? you. Anything okay. else is too risky. But uh, you know what? I can clap, but I don't clap. Because there's some like, I started making videos of people at my shows whenever I would play Drift Away for some reason. As soon as I got every fucking white person in the room just like. Just had to like, do it. Just and it just I started to just make a compilation. Because it drops, of, right? There's like yeah. that like acapella. But it, piece, but it's right? like it's this weird like Oh <laughs> Is it on beat or no? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. But I have I mean, I love my in ear monitors. It just you are oh, not yeah. here. Yep. You are not the here. only person here is me. That's it. Me and my voice alone. Right? It's I a mean, concert of one. in your monitors are like a narcissist's oh. dream. It's like, I'll just I, take I some of my voice them. and my guitar. I started wearing them last year. Life changing. Because I started singing at church. Okay. So I was singing at Life Church, and they have like, it's a concert every week. Yeah. 
and they have like a legit a lot of the people that we know yeah, play yeah. or whatever, right? So my guys, I'll have them out Saturday yeah, night. And I'm like, like, I got church, I go in, church the in the morning. Like, you're like, bad. that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I would never do back to back if I'm doing church one weekend. I'm not doing whatever. So I don't. Well, these I'm guys not, are in their twenties, you know. It's, yeah, they're just hustling, it'll catch up hustling. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so they kind of like introduced me to in ears because they all used them and they had the count. It's very like regimented or whatever. So I got spoiled and I was like, oh, yeah. I need some of these and game changer, man. Yeah. And like you can, you know, feel like you can hear yourself and your pitch is better. You're mm-hmm. not over singing. Nobody ever is going to care about this. No, I don't they... give a shit. We're talking about, it's not about Freaking you. We're talking about music, <laughs> all right? Well, for me, like the first time that I use the in-ear monitors, I remember somebody came up and like people are very delicate with me sometimes, which I appreciate because they know that they could say the wrong thing quite <laughs> easily. But he said, he goes, your voice sounds different tonight. And I was like, okay. And because I knew something, I was like, go on. He goes, it always sounds good. And I'm like, you're safe now. You can uncup your balls. Um, (laughs) They were like, but it sounded like, I don't know. And I, they're like, like you weren't straining as much. And it was at uh, this place. And this person only comes to see me at this place. Mm. And this place is so fucking loud. Yeah. It's so fucking loud. Yeah. So I was just doing it just to hear myself. And so now I'm like, Oh, give me the people's and pretty much so. There was a big difference, right. but it also you can s- sing like yourself instead yeah. of singing to be heard to see what you sound like, so you can try and sing like yourself. Yep, and it saved yeah. my voice because honestly, oh. I was looking at not being able to sing anymore. I was going to wow. see surgeons and specialists and ch- checking shit out. And this one, so you didn't use in ears until nope. when? Till like five years ago. Wow. And this guy, this uh, surgeon in Syracuse, he said, I have something called a sulcus, which is like an indentation in my vocal cords. And it's fine if it collapses, then I'll have an issue. But he goes, here's what you do. Like, I I don't need anything fun anymore. Mm. I don't have dairy after like a certain time of day. Okay. Um, Because he was like, no dairy. And I was like, go fuck fuck yourself. When he said no dairy, I was like, I'm sober. I get my fucking ice cream. (laughs) Um, And then there will be cheese. Yes. Yeah. And then he said, and get in-ear monitors. Mm. And I was like, all right. And I got, I got like state of the art. I did not skimp on them yeah. at all. And it really, it saved my voice. Within a year, I was it's back so to nice. normal. I like that you can, like, if you're singing with a band, you really want to turn that guitar down a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. Everybody's So nice down. to control the levels. So it, maybe people don't know what they are. They're headphones, and it, you can control the sounds of the rest of the band and yourself. And if you so get you custom yourself. molding, it fits so perfectly in your ear that it really does isolate almost every other sound. They're like noise canceling kind of. Yeah. yeah. You turn into Britney Spears. Oh, bam, bam. <laughs> you got the little like And it looks really headphones. cool too. You're yeah. like, you like take them out like what? And you're like, <laughs> hang them over your shoulder. What? Oh, me? Yeah. I wear them around my neck. I'm like one of those assholes that like works for the state and doesn't take their fucking placard off after they're done working. We're a doctor with a stethoscope. We all need our tools. Yeah, people with their ski <laughs> lift tickets in the middle of summer. Those people. That's Oh, me? That's yeah, us. Yeah. I ski. Yeah. It's a, those are my uh, in-ear monitors. Right, no big deal. <laughs> Freaking important. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, I was on stage. What a mess we are. I love it, though. <laughs> it's bad. Oh, well, it's been... Absolutely amazing talking to you and just catching up. And honestly, like I would love to help work with you guys anywhere. I'll put your work. I let's do it. Let's you know talk. how to hustle. We can use that. You know, it's good. I mean, like I said, I, I was all of a sudden like you. I saw you know, like on the news and there's articles and stuff. And I was like, girls like making this happen, and yeah. that's admirable. It's even more admirable. Like you know, like I'm a hustler, but it's all for me. You know, and you're <laughs> but like, also like so that you can like live. Oh you know? sure. 
It's yeah. also a career. But you're helping other people live, and I think that that's pretty admirable. But I also get paid. It's a job, you know, in all fairness. But social entrepreneurship. Just take the fucking compliment. Thanks, they don't come. They don't come easy you know, to me. Appreciate it. You're like, I'm working really hard over here, all right? <laughs> I think I you're it. amazing. No, um, I do. Um, but tell us, like, how we can, how people can contribute, how we can find out more about. Yeah, so momstartshere.org. We have a podcast, A Mother Like No Other. What? Streaming on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Is that what it's called? Whatever the so. Google one is. Everywhere. Do you have a um, website? Momstartshere.org. Nice. You can donate. You can sign up to volunteer. You can learn more about what we do. We accept gently used baby items. You can drop them off 24-7 in our lobby. So if you got kids, zero to six will take their clothes and other things when you're done with them. All right. I think I haven't completely alienated every mother in my life with all my dumb kid jokes. My mom says to me the Ooh, other you day. you got to get a dumb kid joke in here. Come on. Well, yeah, I'll be like, you can bring your dumb kids to this whenever I have an afternoon show. My mom was like, how do people <laughs> feel about you? I was like, they know me by now. They know their kids are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like telling them anything they don't know. Your kids are dumb. <laughs> and now you can That's bring the them out thing. to see me. And you know what? I'm going to be nice to your kids. I'm going right. to play songs for them. But I mean, but in reality, dumb. we love them. We all were them. And you know, that's part of what being a kid is. You yeah. don't know things. I'm dumb. Dumb By definition, dumb. You're, you're, you're dumb. Dumb knows dumb. My like son's going to hear this. And he's going to be like, really, mom? <laughs> really? Thanks a lot. You know, your mom's going to listen. She's going to message my mom. And right. they're going to talk about gonna how talk terrible about it. we are. Like, aren't the girls awful? <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> hi, Mary. <laughs> hi, mom. <laughs> hi, hi, Mary. Hi, Carol. Um, no, it's been wonderful. So mom starts here. Yeah. Mom singular starts here dot org. Yeah. Are you on Instagram and Facebook? We're on Instagram and Facebook, mostly Facebook. Um, we've got some fun like parenting content we also have a mobile app so if you are Ooh. a parent who's looking for support download our mobile app and you can kind of engage with us that way You've we're really high tech everything it's not me it's Paige, our director of operations she's like a tech guru and i'm an idiot and i'm like is this possible and she's like let me find out and then she makes it happen but you brought Paige. i will take the credit for there that. you go yeah. see you know i will see? Quit, here's my bow quit being so selfless. she's gonna be it's like getting really old. Everyone, <laughs> Paige, London, my mom, everyone's going to be like, why'd you, why? You're the worst. Thanks. Thanks guys. Love I, you all. I do nothing. I make six figures a year. Meet Just me at here. Franklin's Plaza for some shrimp. I'll be here for some surf and turf. Scramps. Surf and turf and open bar. <laughs> That's what this is really all about. It is really all about the Surf and the turf. I mean, yeah, because neither the one of us. open bar, I don't drink either. Neither so. one of us drink. So we're mm. all about that, that shrimp tail, lobster tail, yeah. and some filet. Filet menu. Fancy. Yeah, we are. Get it. All, All right. right. Well, Thanks I'm for gonna, having me. Thank you for being had. I'm going to tag her and everything so that you can follow, like, listen, follow, share. Uh, we're definitely going to do an event together. Here we are. 100% because this is what a great It's going to be the collab of collabs. It really You'll is. You'll do the event planning. It'll be for Mom Starts here. You'll sing. I'll sing. You'll tell jokes. It's going to be jokes. great. I'll tell all of my childless jokes. Right. You could talk. Actually, it can be like a children bashing event. It would actually be hilarious. We're going to roast your kids. Right. It's going to be a kid roast. Oh, God. This is a good idea. Machine Raise money today. for kids. And... <laughs> It'll be basically a kid roast. We're gonna put a no picture. Kids allowed. We're gonna put a picture of your kid on stage, and moms, <laughs> you're gonna pretend that it's your kid, and you're gonna roast that son of a bitch. 
And then we're going to judge how evil you are. The evilest gets $100. I don't know. It's like a, you know, silent auction, right? Like, whose kid's the worst? Put your ticket in there. And then Aaron will roast your kid. This is a good idea. For the benefit of Mom Starts Here. We're we're making this happen. Stay tuned. (laughs) The kid roast. The Capital Region kid roast. Capital Region kid roast. Bring your awful kids. (laughs) I'm terrible. Dude, I'm so excited about this. This is great. (laughs) I believe every mother should have this opportunity. Right. It's a good outlet. Like, I know. Wait for Mother's Day. That's when we do our our events. Happy Mother's Day. You get to roast your kids. I'm exploding. All right. We have to go now because I have event planning to do. So, (laughs) Kyla Schmidt, momstartshere.org. Check it out. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to Mistress of None. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. Welcome back to the Mistress of None. I'm Aaron Harks, and that was Kyla Schmidt. It was a very fun interview. It was a lot of fun uh, speaking with her. It's so funny whenever I end up having interviews with like non-comics and how sometimes it ends up being funnier than the interviews that I have with comics, but... Uh, sometimes comics aren't always as funny, like when they're not on stage or telling the jokes, I guess, um, interestingly enough. But, you know, we can't be on all the time, I guess. Um, so anyway, I like that. Uh, I love anything with nonprofits in the area, certain nonprofits. We definitely talked about that a bit in the interview, but especially ones that are started by, by strong women like that. And, uh, I just, whenever I'm trying to like help somebody out, I definitely prefer the local grassroots nonprofit. People just slap nonprofit on things these days. And it's just, I mean, the overhead for some of these things is just disgusting. So I really, appreciate that somebody local found a local need and really wanted to work on it and to be able to see where they operate and see what they do I'm not saying that people don't need to get paid for their for their work but you know with something like that um certain ones just I I don't think that I should be raising money for a CEO to make a few million dollars a year. That's just how I feel. So it's nice to know that we have a lot of great nonprofits right in our backyard and uh, they could use your support. So just, you know, follow uh, her organization and definitely take a look at it and see how you can help out. Uh, On my way over there, I brought some stuff. They were collecting some clothes and I had some cloth masks left over that I brought with me. And um, remember when you're making your donations too, uh, that, just because it's junk to you, don't act like somebody should be lucky to get your trash. You know what I mean? Throw some things away if you don't want them anymore. But really look at the worth of what you're giving with a discernible eye. Because I always feel so bad for these organizations that have to root through these donations of essentially people's trash, people's junk. Um, just, yeah, just take a second and think about how you would feel if somebody, like even if you were desperate, if somebody gave you like a pair of socks with holes in them, you're not, you're not going to like be so grateful for something like that. So 
there are so many bins that are overflowed and there are so many places that don't take stuff anymore because people are turning them into like trash bins. So just be kinder about the stuff that you're donating and don't think that you're doing somebody a favor by giving them your your trash. That's what I'm trying to say. All right. Well, that's all for me today. Uh, thank you very much again for tuning in. I am going on the road for a couple of weeks, so I may be off next week. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm going to try and get a few episodes uploaded before I go so that we can keep this consistent. Um, in the meantime, uh, this Friday night, the big band is playing at Rivers Casino. So if you're in the area and you want to come catch us and dance with us, uh, it'll be Josh Morris's last show. So come... Um, help me pull a Kathy Bates and break his legs so that he can't go and he has to stay with me forever. Uh, don't think that's going to mean that I'm not going to mention him anymore because that's just never going to happen. So uh, we'll miss him and we love him and he's been great and we wish him well on his move to Nashville. Uh, but come say goodbye. Come hang out with us. Come dance, rock and roll. And uh, it'll be my last show for almost two weeks until Cafe Lena at the end of the month. This month's lineup is great. We've got TJ Foster. We've got um, Matt Plummer from Bent. And we've got Belle Skinner. It's going to be a wonderful show. Make sure you get your tickets because I'm going to try and sell it out this month. So get cracking on that. Everything can be found at AaronHarks.com. Uh, Follow, like, listen, share, all that good stuff. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Just because you don't like them doesn't mean they can't tune in. And uh, go to AaronHarks.com for more info. I've got some cool shows coming up at the Funny Bones in Syracuse and Albany. That's the only time it's okay to say Funny Bones is when I was pluralizing it because I'm going to be at two. Normally it's just Funny Bone, all right? I'm going to be at both of those. There's a chance to get free tickets if you sign up for my mailing lists. And uh, just keep coming on back. All right. Have a good week. And I love you all. And I will see you soon. Bye. You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. <laughs>